When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today, or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Happer and Shaper. He says I take no joy in life. I can see that. Coming at you live from Copple Chevrolet GMC Studios in the heart of Lincoln, America. Why, why are you yelling at me? Whatever, make me a bicycle clown. On 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. Connor Happer. You might want to look away for this. Mike Shaper. My boy's wicked smart. This is Happer and Shaper. Morning, welcome in. Happy Thursday. It's Happer and Schaefer here on 937 The Ticket and the Ticketfm.com. Connor Happer, Mike Schaefer with you. Good morning, Mike. Good morning, Connor. How are you? Uh I mean, <laughs> health wise, I'm not I'm not great. Mm-hmm. And then we didn't talk about it on uh early break, but you mentioned it when you came on the spillover. I knew this was coming. I'm still annoyed by the lockout. I'm still annoyed that it's going to last for like two months, yeah. And then we're going to get all of these stories about how baseball is antiquated and dead, and all of those things mm-hmm. in it. And I'm annoyed because I assume that the two sides aren't really that far apart, but it's no. all posturing. Yeah, hundred percent. I'm annoyed by Rob it's, Manfred's. It's been, we've been in the same spot for a yeah. year now. Um, I'm annoyed by Rob Manfred's like letter that he wrote in which he talked about that there's concerns about competitive balance, and it's like, oh. Well, wouldn't it be the whole entity that you represent because they don't want to spend money on anything? Right. Uh, and teams like my guardians. It, that, it's a hundred percent posturing. He put out yeah. a letter to the fans. Oh, it was, it was and, atrocious. And, and he was like, "Here's the deal. Um, they're being ridiculous. Basically, yeah. the the players' association is being ridiculous and haven't come off these ridiculous claims." And then I read our, our demands, and, I, and then I read the demands, and I was like, "That doesn't seem that crazy." <laughs> They would like to be paid, and they would like it not to take seven years. Right, they're fighting over they're fighting over service time manipulation and tanking, yep. basically. Yeah, you know, and things like Shane Bieber being the Cy Young and making six hundred thousand dollars the next season, right? Because of the antiquated way that it's set up. But yep. we'll, uh, you know, have plenty of time, I'm sure, to discuss because it doesn't seem like this is going to end. Yeah, there will be some time. Uh do you want to do you want to just quickly throw a date out there that you think it'll be over by? Oh, prediction time? Yeah. Uh, the MLB lockout will end on uh, January 14th. Oh, I'm going to go longer than that. I'm going to say it goes through most of January. 
the last Friday of the month, which I think is like the 28th. Okay. Put me down for that. January 28th. Yeah. Okay, so we're two weeks off. All right, we'll keep an eye on it. We will... So nothing of note will happen in that entire sport in that time. Correct. Nothing at all, actually. Yeah. No, nothing at all. Did you... So there will I... be a bunch of reports by Jeff Passan that say they're close or something. So because this is a first work stoppage in baseball since 1994, some of their bylaws, like, it's horrible for the MLB.com. Yes. Because they can't reference... Or do all of these different things. Uh-huh. And you go to any of the team's websites or the ML- or MLB.com, like you said, and you try to look, on a, look at a roster and it has the pictures right next to them. You the pictures are gone. Because the Player Association owns all of uh-huh. them. And as someone who um, runs a website that involves you know database management and all of these different things you have to do on the back end, and the amount of like emails or uh, messages I'll get when something is screwed up and yeah. something as innocuous as like this guy's weight is wrong relative to what the Huskers dot com is. Right. Like there's a person that has to handle all of these things. And so Not I feel horrible for those people for MLB.com. There's nothing we can do. We don't have. What do you now, you can take? mass take a lot of that stuff down, but there's certain things that someone has to go in and it's literally un, you know, in a, I think a, they should draw stick figures on the little player oh, icons. Man, that be what if they do? <laughs> I will root for any team that replaces its roster with backyard baseball players. Yes. If Pablo Sanchez is playing second base for the Giants, I'm a giant. I don't think that that would necessarily sit well with the actual people who occupy those current spots, but I I think they would love it. It'd be funny. I mean, look, if you were playing for the Giants and you found out Pablo Sanchez was your second baseman, you'd probably be more excited. Yep. I don't even know. Sometimes it's Wilmer Flores. Sometimes it's Donovan Solano. (laughs) I mean, it's usually guys that, you know, they're fine. They're the Giants, so they they play way above what they actually should. Yeah, you're right. But if you were actually Wilmer Flores, you'd probably you'd be you'd probably be like I get it. I'll just go play third down. Wilmer Flores is uh, we don't have to do a Wilmer Flores. Let's thing do or, it. We're here. Wilmer Flores. He he was the guy who checked Swung to end the to end the Giants season this year. He was oh, yeah. He was at the plate on in the last at bat of the 2015 World Series for the Mets. Wade Davis struck him oh. out. It was like and that pitch was inside too. For the record, I mean, the Royals were up seven of three or something matter, like that. Yeah. It didn't really matter. But he, and then he had that moment where um, I think in the season after that, there was a whole bunch of rumors flying around about how he had gotten traded during a game. And they like sent him up to bat and he was like visibly crying while this was all happening. Do you remember oh, this? I do. I do kind of remember that because yeah. it was like a. I remember being like, "Whoa!" Like I don't know that I've seen this much emotion from yes. a player in a yes. moment like that. But I, but so he did end up getting traded, know. or he or he didn't, or whatever it was. But there was like this whole emotional scene during the game, and he had basically just found out through osmosis that he was that all these rumors were surrounding him being traded. The second thing that comes up as you type in Wilmer Flores is crying. Yeah. So. Right, yeah, he was he was super emotional at the time. R- Rico is here. Rico has thoughts on Wilmer Flores. Do you remember this? I do remember this. Okay, uh, he did not. Get tra- he did not get traded in the moment. Uh, he got traded, I think, the next season because after that happened, he went on a tear. They untraded him. Yeah, he went on like a tear. Well, he was like 
supposed to be in the trade, but then he wasn't in the trade. And then Mets fans all of a sudden loved him so much. Yeah. Right after that. He became a really sympathetic figure. And he went on like a pretty good streak of games where people were like, wow, Wilmer Flores is really good. (laughs) I know that neither of you guys play, but in terms of fantasy baseball, he's always available on the waiver wire. And he's good for like these two week stretches. Yep. And then miserable. Yeah. And then you talk yourself into him when you have like an injury and you're like, well, he can play three positions, maybe he'll hit like two sixty and a couple home runs. In our uh in our path to find the most medium things in the world, is oh. Wilmer Flores maybe one of the more medium baseball players that we have? It's tough because Will Medium Flores. He has like a certain amount of value tied up to the fact he can play like multiple positions. So that puts him a little bit over, but he's not really good <laughs> at any one thing. Mark just sent me a story from around that time. The headline was How Wilmer's Tears Changed Baseball History. Wilmer's Tears. That sounds like it Should could I be click a on this link? <laughs> I click on that link. Yeah. You should click on yeah, that link. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna click on that link. Uh, it's it was it's so, a very long story. It was but. so weird because it's just you've just got Wilmer Flores just like up to bat. The lead. Like, Wilmer Flores cried and baseball changed. Wow. His eyes were like super red. Yeah, and I was just, just tears looking at the down photos. his face, and you're just like, "Is this guy okay?" <laughs> How many listeners do we think even know who Wilmer Flores? Uh, is? I don't know, maybe like forty percent. Forty percent high. Yeah, uh, people like sports. They're listening to sports Wilmer talk Flores radio. Was beloved for two weeks, for like one fan base. Yeah. Well, everybody. Well, in that moment, everybody knew who Wilmer Flores That's was true. for a little bit. <laughs> he did have a. Because it was just the guy that cried at at like, that. The guy that cried. There you go. We're talking Wilmer Flores this morning on the Wilmer what everybody expects after Flores show. Four overtime game. Nebraska still doesn't have assistant coaches yet. God, that was stupid. Let's talk Wilmer that was Flores. that was such a dumb game. I like the text from you because I went back and looked at your timeline even before you had sent me a text. Yeah. Because I was like, I don't feel like Happer's watching this game. Did you not have access to no. ESPNU? I have all the cable in the entire world. I have all these levels of cable. I I have like I went even up another level that I wanted to because I wanted NFL Red Zone. So all these different sports packages when I signed up for cable last year and um not included in any of those packages were that was singularly the channel ESPNU. And then I have you couldn't FS, even do the watch FS2, FS1, BTN. No, because it's connected to my cable account. Oh. So then when I log into my cable account, it's like you actually don't have access to ESPNU. Mm. I was more easily able to access the women's game last night than I was the men's game. Was it ESPN Plus? Because it was on Watch ESPN yeah. or whatever. It was, you know, just I was watching ESPN both. 3 or whatever. They smoked time. them, and and then and then people are like, "Oh, we'll just get YouTube TV." We've had this discussion before. I'm not streaming. I'm not doing it. I'm getting cable because I. It's a fundamental problem that I have with the streaming industry that eventually it'll all wrap itself back around and then be cable, and you pay as much as cable in the first place. And I don't like being behind. I like sitting there changing the channels, recording stuff, TV, what you know, whatever it might be. I like that, and I'm going to keep doing that, and nobody can talk me out of it. But I. It it only happens one time for one specific thing, and it's that I don't have ESPNU. I just don't have it. That's such a weird channel not to have. I know. It's, you I would think like that I'd it would never... be included in the package where you get all the other stupid sports yeah. channels yeah, that I have. Yeah, it now with all the other ESPNs? Well, and I was just thinking to myself, like, all the different, like, networks and things that I've had. Like, I feel like I've always had access to ESPNU. So well, ESPN News is going to not be a thing soon. Do you think they'll just swap it for ESPN? I don't think I have ESPN, ESPN News, News either. It's just going to be gone. Oh, 
don't think I have ESPN News either. For well, you're not going to be able to watch the Nebraska Purdue game in like yeah. two years. ESP News. They're going to play on ESPN News. They did one time. They played on. There was a. There were. They definitely played on ESPN News for a part. Then they played on uh, that Northern Illinois game was on Fox Business for like 45 minutes. Mm. Yeah. Right well, now. I think it's usually when there's like a spillover because the game in front of it on whatever network it's on carries and so they need to put it somewhere right much like nebraska basketball did yeah. to those sad sad people miami penn state who wanted to watch miami penn state although uh, they're like we're gonna get you over to this game as soon as this one's over and then we get over and the miami penn state game's like almost over it's in the second half <laughs> it's like 10 minutes left <laughs> played a whole extra half they played three halves last night in nebraska and nc state in the game that nobody wanted to actually watch in the first place and then had the whole nation riveted because of a guy leaving the bench on a scooter and um, nebraska basketball is now nationally relevant because of three things that's right the foul that wasn't called trey mcgowan's on a scooter and wilhelm breidenbach we did it yeah, a lot of breidenbach yeah people i i we told you that this was going to happen people were going to figure out that breidenbach existed for the very first time and they're like what is happening with this guy uh, a west virginia like fan account something tweeted out like this is what our mountaineer would look like if he played for nebraska and i was like yes west virginia that's your mountaineer sometimes i'm confused by breidenbach he had some of the worst looking shots yes i think that i have ever seen he had a couple good moments and then unfortunately he gets he gets a foul called on him for the act of rebounding. Right, like it was in in all of the terrible calls that occurred last night, and there was plenty of them. That was the one that I was most stunned by. And then he spills his water for some reason. They went and reviewed something. In which then it's like you have to go back and watch this terrible call that you blew again. Right. And we don't even know why. It's oh, not I, like you I can love when undo that, happens. that call. They're just like, oh. They're probably, they, they usually just review it for time or whatever if the clock stopped. They, they're so quick to go to the board. And the then, guy went up and had the ball with both hands. Yeah. And I think it was Thomas Allen. It was. Was up with like half of an arm around the ball and falls down. And I just like, I was, I was just in shock that they called that a foul. They called it an over the back. You should ask my solder about his takes on over the back. Over the back! <laughs> I would rather ask Mike Sauter his takes on shot clocks because he gets really mad about that, too. <laughs> Over the back! Which there has been some movement on, it sounds like, in the state. We could actually ask him yeah. about that. He's so, on today. On, uh, on Ken Palm, they have this thing called excitement score. Oh, no. Which tells you how exciting your game was, and they assign it a number. Uh, Nebraska-NC State last night was 3.71, which, of course, was the highest um, in the country last night. And if I'm reading this right, I believe it was the third on the excitement score for the year. Which, and now I'm trying to find the list. But the game, I'm sure it's behind Duke Gonzaga. The game wasn't exciting. It got number three on excitement score. It was kind of it got, exciting. It no, got it number, wasn't. it got 12th in, uh, so these are ordered by, I think, three. Let me know which of these is not true. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. 
Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson natural boneless chicken breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Okay. What do we think thrill score is it compared was to excitement score? Two bad teams. Okay. There was bad basketball being uh-huh. played. Bad officiating. Uh-huh. A bad announced team. Mm-hmm. Uh, what else can we throw in there? So I'm trying to figure out where the excitement. So like far, nothing you have said has, has dampened my excitement. So you like you actively look for things to be bad? No, it was it's just ev- the fact that everything was bad made it exciting. Bing bong. Yeah. yeah, that is true. Nothing was nothing was good. So I mean, you have to you just have to take that and Rico would be well get excited watching bad basketball. You're not wrong. <laughs> I watched Syracuse and the Knicks. Jeez, I'm trying to find the difference between excitement score and thrill score on oh, Ken Palm. Wow. There's they're two different things. They are. Um, and I'm also trying to find the list of that game. I mean, you games. had a fight with a guy, a, a guy on a scooter went over. I don't know if they count that. Uh, you had, I don't know if they count the scooter. You had Bryce McGowan's also, face after he missed the free throw. Was, was Lat, did he want to just like rub heads with the guy? No. It's a thing it, it where just you seemed don't like chest an inv- up, you just kind of. It, it just seemed like an involuntary, like, you know. You're in my way, and I don't. I definitely am not gonna like full on shove you out of my way consciously, yeah. but also get out of I, my way. You know, I don't. Um, I I talked about this the last time we really got in depth with Nebraska basketball. I don't know what to do with Lat. Yeah, I just have no idea. Yeah, I don't think that he is bad, but I don't think he's particularly good. I never quite know what his role at Nebraska is supposed to be. Because Floor spacer. He is absolutely in love with. Taking the ball, either turning it over or driving into the lane with zero plan whatsoever, Pump fake. and then turning the ball over. Mm-hmm. I just, and then you have about two games where he does really, really, really well. Well, yeah, I'm mean, like he's a streaky. Have shooter. we seen that? Not this season, no. No, he had a. I can't remember. Was it Rutgers? Was last there a last game? year where he missed like one shot? Yeah. Hmm. I don't recall a lat game. Really he ever. had like two. He had two good games last year, but this, yeah. He so has far, been he has been off. referred to as a quote unquote floor spacer. Now, could Nebraska be getting production at that spot as well as floor spacing if they put in a guy like say C.J. Wilcher? Well, the problem with C.J. Wilcher is he's on like a two game just yeah, he massive went, skid. He went massively cold last night. Yeah, not great. <laughs> it was it was kind of naturally. Funny to me. The two guys that really struggled to score. He he dropped each. he dropped his he was shooting like forty three percent from three coming into the game. He is now shooting thirty three percent from he went, three. All, all seven of his shots before he hit that mid range were threes, and he missed all of them. And they've played eight games. Yeah. It's not like it's a terribly small right. sample size. But what I was gonna say is there was two guys that really struggled shooting last night, both hit a shot, and then immediately were called for their fifth foul on the defensive end. Yep. Wilcher and then Breedenbach had that potential three-point play. He doesn't make it, comes back down. That's when the rebound. Absolute buzzkill. So, yeah. Breidenbach's hedging on screens is way too aggressive, and he gets called for a foul he, about three times. He doesn't really, out there like a bumper car. Well, it, yeah. it seems like he's he doesn't know how to use his body. It, it feels like a situation to me where he maybe have – 
he, he may have gained some weight in a small amount of time mm. and now doesn't understand like how big he is. So instead of the Roby doesn't know how good he is, he doesn't does know he how, how big he is. Does, does he know Wilhelm how big know he is? how big he is? Because you watch He's Derek Walker. That, I don't think he knows. You watch Derek Walker hedge and he goes out there and he kind of, you know, uh, sends him along a little bit. You know, they have to keep going straight and then he runs back. But when, when Wilhelm hedges, he just shoves his hip into their yeah. stomach. He and doesn't know how to control his body. back into the paint. Yes. He's like, you're going to stop here. He has, he has very little body control. Which it doesn't. Ha- I mean, it's not something that you have to have. Yeah. But when you're throwing yourself mm-hmm. out there, um, it, it's something that you imagine he'll gain over time. I think so. Once when he you're, when you're grows trying into to hedge, you need body. Control. But he was. I mean, he was a pretty skinny kid. I remember when they were recruiting him, mm-hmm. and like he's he's not skinny anymore. No. He's he's big. And and I know Fred talked about it before the season. He was like, yeah, they he he really beefed up. Um. That's my best guess. He's too strong. That's why shots aren't falling either. Can we start calling yes. him Beef Breidenbach? Beefy Breidenbach? Yeah. Bryden Beef? Bryden. <laughs> I don't hate I don't it. Cough. <laughs> Wilhelm Bryden Beef. I, uh, I thought I was really good at basketball when I went into high school, and then I started lifting weights and tried out for basketball, and all my shots went over the backboard at tryouts throws you off yeah it's true as i lifted weights for the first time this is basically what wilhelm breidenbach's going through right i now. like that this happer story really comes to the conclusion that he got too strong <laughs> has anybody ever thought of him yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know we're talking about bryden beef getting too strong have you ever thought about the time happer got too strong yeah. have we considered this before i hadn't and now i know no, I know that what tanked his basketball career wasn't that he's 5'5". Five five. It's his muscles. Yeah, just think. I would have made that team, and maybe you guys, you know, maybe I wouldn't even be here right now. Maybe I'd be You'd playing basketball. You would have just shot up to superstardom. Yeah, I'd be playing basketball at, like, Hastings College or something. Balling out. Wow. <laughs> I had never considered this. Um, but he got too strong. Darn. Right. So, bas- so, basketball going forward. We said yesterday um, that in this four-game stretch – Last night this was their best was chance to win it. And, it. and Nebraska, so you you asked me. You asked me to tell you about this game or to, to talk you through this game a little bit. <clears throat> Nebraska played well uh, for about 30 minutes. And then it completely fell apart in the final 10. Yep. And really, they never recovered it in overtime. Like, they, they had good ball movement. They were – the floor spacers were floor spacing. But you could see there was a moment that you could just see where they felt like NC State has a momentum. The only way we can get out of this, 30-foot three-pointers. They just couldn't. Uh-oh. Oh, no. Oh, no. Oh, no. It happened. <laughs> get out of Everybody clear out. Man, I managed to not do that yesterday once, but they just uh, they couldn't go get easy baskets. They just could not do it. And they kept settling for these shots. And well, when when things generally when things um, get tough and you're in late game situations and either a the clock's up against you or b you're dealing with a situation where guys are being given being given a little bit more leeway to have some contact, you know, because refs don't want to interfere in the last minute or whatever of a game in crunch time and I I get that but there was a little overstepping of that boundary on the verge thing just a little last night but um the hand is a part of the I don't know maybe he was just blind on that one because I don't know how you missed it um but 
this this offense doesn't nece- necessarily lend itself to getting good shots under those circumstances. So and and that's what this offense is based around. So in order to beat that, in order to overcome that, you have to have a guy who could just get you one at times. Mm-hmm. And Nebraska's options are Bryce and Verge, who um, you know, Bryce sometimes tends to you know, get a little bit quieter in those moments, at least right now. I think they want him to work on that. And Verge is just too small. Yeah. Like, Verge Verge can get to the bucket. He can't finish there. There was a point where Verge was getting to the bucket, not at will, but pretty much when he wanted to. Right. But then the center for, for NC, start, NC State just started taking over in the paint, and nobody could get a shot past him. And after he got his, like, seventh block – people were, were more hesitant to go in the paint, and that's when you saw you know pump fakes and trying to kick it back out and a lot more turnovers. But what what they did in the first half and in the start of the second half is Walker would trail him a little bit. And so, you know, it's like I don't think that Walker is ever their best scoring option. But if, if Verge is commanding so much attention that you draw that guy over, yeah. they have to be able to figure something out with the two-man game. And they stopped doing that. Yeah. It just became dribble, shoot, dribble, shoot. Everyone attempted a three-pointer. No one made anything. They have to, and Walker just stands In the third able... quarter, they were doing the two-man game, but the passes weren't getting – they were getting tipped third or – Third quarter. Look at this NBA third, guy. Third, quarter, third, third, overtime. third overtime. They were attempting the two-man game, but the passes were getting tipped. Or there were a couple of times where Verge tried to get a little too fancy with the uh, pass. He was doing too many behind-the-back no-look passes. Yeah, he was trying no to get too fancy seeing. and nobody was ready. Yeah. Because you're you're in a third overtime and you're like, all right, let's let's win this, let's not get fancy. But they did a really nice job early of like, oh, you're gonna you're gonna rotate on Verge. Here's Walker. There's a dunk. Yes. There's a layup. You know, and then so it's tough to be able to run your offense in those moments. Like, yeah. th- and that's where Nebraska's best offensive looks come from. Well, Walker's not aggressive enough at times either. Like it's it's almost where you just wish that he could flip a switch where it's like. We're going to set this up for you. You have to go to the rim with it. Or not go to the rim, but you have to go up with it. Yeah. Like last night, he he gets the ball in perfect position off of a on a potential putback, immediately does the power dribble, yeah. and then gets blocked well, into the 15th he, row. He needs a touch early in the possession. Yeah. Like, just, you know what I mean? Because he, he, he's, he's a good passer out of the post, but it becomes less of an option when – it all the like the ball finds him, but there just so happens to be eight on the shot yeah. clock. You know what I mean? So then it's like, all right, everybody else has had the ball. Everybody else has had a chance here. I'm gonna go try and score, mm-hmm. and you know, and that's not necessarily how it works. But when time is against you, it it just you know it changes the mindset. Right. Like you can't be free in this option, whatever. You know, we we're gonna get everybody good looks. Uh, offense when it's crunch time and guys yeah. are right up in your grill. There were a couple of times I agree with you where he would get an offensive rebound and instead of going back up with it, like he wouldn't even power dribble, he would just immediately turn around and, and reset the right. offense, which is fine. But there were times where there's you know somebody's in front of you and they're coming down off of well, you got them in bad position or something. Like, go like, up into them and yeah, draw contact. Like get a like draw a foul or maybe you make the layup. Like it, yeah. he had a couple opportunities. He passed out of it, which I mean it's fine, but you would like to see him be a little more aggressive in those instances. Overall, big picture, I thought it was a little bit of a step in the right direction, though. Yeah, it felt good, but I don't know how much of that is. This is a really good matchup for him. It was a, it was a good matchup for him. 
Um, now on the other side, on the direct other side of that, like I said, it's th- like we have said, it was their easiest in this four game stretch, their most winnable, and it was a true road game against a power five yep. opponent, a high major opponent. Um, so opportunity missed, obviously last night for Nebraska basketball. But I, I think it'll keep it'll keep growing. The thing that I'm most worried about right now uh, about Nebraska versus the rest of the Big Ten is their their length, physicality, and and really toughness, especially on the defensive side of the ball. As they adjust to bigger opponents and the speed of the game, um, that should get better. But it's going to take a big jump. You know what I mean? And then they're always going to be kind of at the mercy of how how the offense is working that night, how well they're shooting. And, it. If, and frankly, if how the game is officiated. Yeah, yeah. Like if, you know, they showed a stat early in the game. Both teams shot around 25 free throws on average. Nebraska, I think, shot 15 to 42. So, that's I mean, terrible. If, you know, and that's with 20 extra minutes added in. Yeah. So they're, they're such at a mercy of that. Um, because they just don't have easy baskets right. other ways. And so it's just, uh, that's going to be frustrating. I, I don't know if you agree with this. Either of you would agree with this. They strike me as a team that isn't going to get blown out a lot. Like, I don't know that they're going to win a ton of games, but I feel like they always kind of have the ability to hang around. Um, and we'll see if, you know, on what I, would you, what would you categorize as a lot? Uh, I don't see them losing by 12 points or more a ton yeah um i just think they're gonna like i think these they're gonna have some real stinkers or they could they're gonna have some real stinkers um i don't i think they're gonna play well against indiana i just don't think they're gonna win um but we'll see the other thing is how quickly guys like mcgowan's breidenbach others start to, to hit the wall you know because when you're a freshman that happens to all of them yeah and we'll Physically. see what it looks like in February. But yeah. in theory, you'd have Trey McGowan's back by them. If they're going to struggle this much to keep somebody from driving to the hoop like Seaborn was, uh, Trace Jackson Davis is going to eat if they can't find somebody to stop that. Yeah, he's going to be very good for them. They will just throw it directly to them, to him on uh, on Saturday against Indiana. They Mike Woodson find a defensive stopper. Indiana. So Indiana, Michigan, Auburn uh, coming up for Nebraska. Um, so – like I said, slightly encouraged, but also opportunity missed last night. We'll, we can talk more about them as we go on throughout the show today, but we'll take a break. Uh, we'll do true or false next. Follow Connor and Mike on Twitter at Connor Happer at Mike J. Schaefer. You're listening to Happer and Schaefer. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. 